0: Welcome to First State Insights, offering information, perspectives, and analysis for public policy, management, and community and economic development in Delaware. Hi, everyone, and welcome to First State Insights, a podcast presented by the Institute for Public Administration. My name is Sean O'Neill, and I'm a staff member at the Institute which is a research and public service center in the University of Delaware's Biden School of Public Policy and Administration. We call ourselves IPA for short. Thanks for tuning in today. On today's episode, we're joined by Connie Holland and David Edgel of the Office of State Planning Coordination. We're gonna be talking a little bit about the office's history and mission, as well as the update to strategies for state policies and spending in Delaware. The strategies for state policies and spending identify the state's goals and policies for land use, infrastructure investment, and other priorities as developed by the Cabinet Committee on State Planning Issues. We hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening. I'm happy to have Connie Holland and Dave Edgel of the Office of State Planning Coordination with us today. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks for having us.
1: Tickled to be here.
0: Great. So, um, with that, I'll just get into the first question. Can you tell me a little bit about the Office of State Planning Coordination, your history, mission, and purpose as an organization? I guess. Connie, if you want to kick us off.
1: Sure, Sean. Uh, Actually, the state planning office was put together maybe in the late 1969, 68, 70s. And then uh, people decided it wasn't quite as important as they thought. So there was a break. But then we're lucky that Tom Carper, uh, former governor, through shaping Delaware's future, brought it back. So, uh, and we are very, very happy to say that it's continued. Every governor has supported it since that time. And our mission, Sean, is to coordinate between the local governments and the state agencies, and that always hasn't happened, as you well know, on land use applications. And uh, what we like about it so much is that it's provided a great relationship between the cities and towns and counties in the state, so we can better plan and actually spend our money more efficiently than we have before this planning occurred. Um, we need it quite a bit because OMB, the Office of Budget Management, and the governor has to forecast the needs of the local jurisdictions because, you know, the state of Delaware, we're a little different. We contribute quite a bit to planning. And so, therefore, we believe the Office of State Planning uh, keeps that conduit open for long range planning and hopefully we can avoid any costly surprises.
2: Great. And I, I was just going to add that um, Connie mentioned that the State Planning Office kind of came back into existence and it was, I think it was in the mid 1990s when that happened under Governor Carper. And mm-hmm. sort of the reason for that uh, was people realized by that point that. Ah, uh, local governments were doing their land use planning, and the state agencies were doing their uh, infrastructure planning and their service planning, and nobody was coordinating or communicating with one another. And that was the role that our office was uh, designed to to fill, and and that's uh, that's really what we do, as Connie Connie described. But but I just you know looking back to that period um, in the nineteen nineties, uh, it was it was land use was sort of a top political issue and a crisis because nobody knew what anybody was doing and things weren't happening uh, in a way that Delawareans wanted to see their, their, their state grow. So that's, that's the, the backdrop.
0: Great. Um, I guess if we want to get, move on to the second question for you again, Connie, um, can you tell me a, a little bit about yourselves, um, and how you came to, um, office state planning coordination.
1: Thank you, Sean. Uh, Actually, I worked for Kent County for, um, for 29 years and kind of started in the um, planning office and was lucky enough to be mentored by a gentleman named Bob O'Brien and several other people. Uh, kind of worked my way up through the ranks, started answering telephones, and then ended up in charge of uh, the office of uh, planning, inspections, and also the assessment office. Uh, About the time everybody expected me to retire, I was lucky enough that Governor Minner asked me, would I please come over in 2001 and work for her, which was uh, a huge honor. And I've been lucky enough to stay in the Office of State Planning. I'm working on 19 years. It's something I really love. I work with great staff. Um, As David has alluded to, I think we've gotten such a great rapport within the, uh, with the local jurisdictions and the state, so um, it's a great job to have, and, and I'm pleased to work in state government and to be a public servant. Great, thank you. David?
2: Um, I had um, a background where I, I am from Delaware, and um, I went and got my master's degree in, in urban planning. Uh, urban regional planning, and when I came back to Delaware uh, in the mid 1990s, uh, working for the City of Dover, and uh, at that point I was uh, I was hired to actually help uh, write rewrite their comprehensive plan. Which uh, you know Dover had had a plan, but uh, they really wanted a real community oriented plan. They realized the current plan they had wasn't working so well, so I was hired as a limited uh, term employee for a period of a year to write this plan, and I ended up staying on with the city for five years. Uh, it was a great place to start uh, a planning career and learn all all about uh, the functions of a you know small small city uh, government with a lot of different functions and utilities and land use and infrastructure. And then I went on and worked for uh, none other than the University of Delaware Institute for Public Administration. That's right. Uh, that in uh, 99 2000, I came over to, to UD and worked, um, really worked uh, mostly in Kent and Sussex counties doing comprehensive plans for small towns, uh, doing general local governance uh, work, doing some research into things like school planning and, and other things, and really had a great, uh, great short, uh, short, but, but good career with the university, uh, really reaching out to local communities all over Delaware, helping them with planning issues. Which uh, which which is when I kind of uh, went to the office of state planning coordination with uh, Connie had been there for about a year and I was hired as a certified planner and uh, I've been with the state planning office uh, ever since and um, you know again my my background with uh, with with local governments I think really prepared me for the work of uh, being a liaison and being uh, a, a real support for for the local governments as they relate to the state agencies. And over these years, I've really learned a lot about state agencies and our state government as well. Great.
0: That's good. Yeah. I, I know a lot of that about you both, but not everything. So that was, that's interesting. Um, just so, something to add real quick, Dave, can you uh, speak a little bit to the circuit rider planners in your office? You said, you know, you mentioned you were a circuit rider planner.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm a circuit rider planner, and they, they, they haven't really given me a horse yet, but uh, <laughs> we used to drive around the state a little more. Before
1: the it's coming, David. Uh, it's coming.
2: <laughs> I know. We're coming back. Um, but uh, we, we, our office is organized around uh, three circuit rider planners. Uh, we're all principal planners, and we're each responsible for one of Delaware's three counties. Uh, Tricia Arntz, responsible for Newcastle County. Uh, Dorothy Morris is responsible for Sussex County and I'm responsible for, for Kent County and our jobs are to be liaisons with all the local governments uh, in those counties related to their comprehensive plans and plus reviews and any planning issues that they have that we can be be helpful with. we, we can provide professional planning assistance and advice help them with example ordinances and things of uh, that nature. So um, uh, again we have a real close relationship with our, our, our counties and our communities. And we all work together, uh, all the circuit riders work together on statewide planning issues. We're a small office and we're we're very, uh, you know, very flexible, but we we each do focus on accounting.
0: Great. Thank you. Um, so I guess that would bring us to the, the third question, Dave. Um, you've uh, recently released the draft update to strategies for state policies and spending in Delaware, also known by many as state strategies, can you describe the purpose and history of uh, state strategies?
2: Yes, I'll, I'll give it I'll give a shot at that and then Connie can fill in. Um, and this uh, I chimed in earlier that uh, the mid-1990s sort of land use was a big, big, uh, big political issue and a big, big cultural issue in Delaware. People weren't really pleased with the way Delaware was growing uh, in De- Delaware is a little bit unique, uh, maybe very unique among states in that. Our state government provides the bulk of the infrastructure and services um, that you think of as you relate to growth, whereas local governments are responsible for land use planning. Uh, In other states, uh, larger counties and municipalities are are responsible for things like roads and schools and parks and uh, police and things like that. But the state and Delaware were so small that over the years, the state has taken on sort of outside responsibility for some of those services. And it's really important to coordinate those services with the land use planning, the conference of plans and the land development and growth in the municipalities. Um, so uh, in the in the sort of mid 1990s, uh, our, our office was formed as a way to help coordinate between the state and local governments. And one of the challenges uh, was there was really no plan uh, for how the state uh, was going to really relate to the local governments and how the state was going to grow and spend its money. Uh, So, in 1999, uh, the very first version of the Strategies for State Policy and Spending uh, was developed and adopted as that statewide plan. Uh, And uh, it's a spending strategy in that it's how the state plans to spend its money. There's a map associated with it that that shows the different areas of the state where different types of investments might be appropriate. Uh, It's built uh, really from the ground up through the municipal and county comprehensive plans, another change that happened during this 1990s period uh, is that the uh, local governments uh, were required to do comprehensive plans and update them regularly and get certified by the governor. Uh, so, you know, we kind of asked the local governments to step up and do their planning, let us know at the state level what their plans were. And at the state level, we uh, in in turn took that information and developed it into that state strategies. And, it is updated every five years. This is the, the 2020 update. It's, uh, I think it's really uh, important uh, in that it's, it's been in place for 20 years now. It's working very, uh, very well. And and it's something that is really part of our culture of planning and culture of, of growth and development in the state. And it's really worked its way into the way the state uh, functions and does budgets and makes priorities in terms of capital investments. And again, it's all, uh, based on this coordination and collaboration with our local governments, Connie, do you want to add some some more more context?
1: Uh, I'd just like to 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 add that when I was over at the county. I did a comprehensive plan, like David said, um, you know, it was, it was becoming very important for the state to understand what the county was doing in the towns and uh, went through many cabinet committee meetings, thought I had a wonderful plan going forward and found out, I, got, I think I got a 13 page letter and found out that in fact I was not. So that was what I believe uh, I want to give give Dave hug. A shout out here. I said I didn't understand how the local jurisdictions and I think David and I've hit on this through all this conversation. How can we plan if we didn't know what the state was planning. Um, so we in fact, uh, The first uh, state strategies came to fruition. I'd like to give a shout out to the University of Delaware and also all the local jurisdictions because we no longer have to really go out and pay a huge amount of money to get the state strategies. We stayed very close with our local jurisdictions on data and information, and uh, we actually put this together uh, for a lot, lot cheaper (laughs) than the first one was ever done. So all this coordination has really, really paid off, and and I think made us clo- closer as a state with our municipalities and there again as I said when I first uh, we first started chatting that uh, we're, we're trying to make sure we're doing long-range planning that we so we you know it, it we will spend taxpayers money wisely and we will see uh, what the land use planning issues are uh, for the future
0: great yeah and you mentioned Dave Hugg if you want to give a little bit of context. For those that might not, yeah. know Dave,
1: David, David Hug was, I believe, uh, the first state planning director. Uh, he preceded me, and um, he did he did a great job for quite a number of years. And um, very, very good friend. Now, know I now, and he would retired, and then he went to the town of Smyrna, and now I think he's with the city of Dover. So we're still lucky enough to uh, use his knowledge, and I believe he teaches up the University of Delaware from time to time. So, mm-hmm. uh, we planners have to stick together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So Dave, can you tell me a little bit about the 2020 update state strategies and, um, you know, maybe some new and interesting things for folks to hear about on this version.
2: Sure. And, um, you know, first of all, the, the draft of the 2020 state strategies is, uh, out for public review right now through April 30th. So I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, the, the public comment period is being sort of wrapping up uh, relatively soon here in a couple days. Um, but uh, if you go on our website, you can look at the document and the maps and there's interactive uh, videos. And uh, again, just to echo that the University of Delaware Institute of Public Administration is a great partner and uh, really helped us with those videos and, and the, and the uh, you know, document itself in terms of formatting. So it's really a great partnership and it's a, it's a really nice document, you know. I think it's um, uh, uh, really one of the most interesting things is that this is a refinement of of, uh, of really twenty years worth of work on this uh, on the state strategy, statewide growth management policy. Uh, it's embedded in everything we do, and one of the the great things is it's it's not a whole lot different than what it was because it's working so well. Uh, so it looks very familiar. The maps look familiar. Uh, the document follows the same pattern, but we have made it a lot more accurate, more up to date, uh, more informative. We hope uh, and and easier, even easier to read. Um, a couple things that are interesting, uh, you know. I think the maps. Uh, everybody uh, really wonders how these maps get made with investment levels and levels one, two, three, or four. What those mean? Uh, all I'll say is, what's new is we really every time we do this, we try to use more accurate, more up to date. GIS data, that's geospatial data, that's the maps, that's that's information, and we've really refined a lot of uh, that data. Uh, we have more accurate, uh, for instance, uh, uh, multimodal data, you know, for for, for bikes, pedestrians, trails, uh, we have more accurate public sewer areas and water areas, we have more accurate environmental data because of the work that the, the environmental agencies have been doing to, to collect better data, uh, and better agricultural data with better soils information. Those are some things that are Maybe a little bit behind the scenes, but they do make the maps uh, even better this time around. But the other interesting thing that I'll point out is, uh, for this round, seeing as it was the 20-year anniversary of this growth management strategy, uh, we have really uh, we did ask the University of Delaware to look back over those 20 years uh, and and take a look at our original goals. And see how have, how has the state performed? How have the local government performed in achieving those things? And uh, by and large, uh, you know what what the state said it was hoping to do twenty years ago uh, has been very successful. But we have identified some policy areas that that are the focus maybe for the next uh, next twenty year period that we're looking at. And those things are things like um, you know water and wastewater funding. It has been has been inconsistent over that time. Uh, highlighting our need to continue with uh, agricultural uh, preservation and open space funding and planning because uh, those are some of our most important assets and agriculture is our most important economic uh, sector or one of them anyway uh, we're still having challenges uh, as most parts of the country are with housing affordability mm-hmm. uh, and equ- equity and and health uh, which uh, you know given the current uh, time with this uh, pandemic um, and, the, you know, the response to it and the challenges we're having in Delaware, I, I think that's really highlighting some of the, uh, the health equity issues that we've been working on for, for many years. And it's, it's going to cause us to really, I think, focus on that more as, as time goes on. So those are um, some of the interesting things. I would say definitely have a look at the document and, um, you know, read through it and, and give us a call or email if you have any questions. Anything you'd like to add, Connie, to, to kind of follow up?
1: Uh, I would just like to give some kudos out here to there again. I said everybody worked very very hard on it, the local jurisdictions, the University of Delaware, and whatever. But uh, every every time we have an update, uh, I put one of my circuit rider planners as the lead, and David Edgel was the lead, and uh, I think it's a really good read this this year. It um, has a lot of information in it, but it's very succinct. So I hope people will pick it up and read it and understand why we do planning for the state of Delaware. I think it's, it's uh, a great document gets better every year because we have better information every year, as David said. So thank you.
0: Great. Thank you. And then uh, Connie, if if you want to speak to this question, um, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges that Delaware faces from a planning perspective uh, as a state, both now and in the near future?
1: This is a very, very timely question because of the uh, situation we're in right now and talking to my circuit rider planners, all my staff uh, doing while we're home and, and actually working together. I, I, I think the biggest challenge is money and um, we have so an abundance of data that we could do so much with. We have the new tools through First Map and GIS. And every time we get a really, really great idea, we find out how much money it's going to cost. So, what we're trying to do in the Office of State Planning, as part of our job, it is to coordinate and keep tied in with all the state agencies. So, we're trying very, very hard to um, stop the duplication of efforts. Uh, as there have been with aerial photography and GIS. So I I believe our biggest challenge is herding the cats, for for lack of a a, a better term, making sure that every state agency knows what we're doing and what information you have and how to get the funds together to get a better system together, which you know, Sean, we're working with because you've been part of it through through ESRI and and through the University of Delaware. So we can... Mm -hmm. Uh, make sure there isn't duplicated services. But as I found out with the virus that uh, we are now in the middle of, one agency is not always sure what the other agency has. So we have to make sure that this data is collected in a central repository and that we can work more efficiently. And it always goes back to dollars and cents. And I think David has some thoughts too.
2: So, so the question was what are the what are the planning challenges and Connie certainly articulated a few um, I you know one of the things our office uh, works on um, is you know we are, are one of the main agencies helping with the downtown development districts program which is a program to encourage economic uh, revitalization of our our uh, older downtown areas we have 12 communities right now that are part of that program and they've uh, all been making strides towards Growth, redevelopment, uh, rebuilding some of their older historic uh, buildings, opening new businesses, and you know, I think the current uh, you know situation regarding the the COVID virus and the the social distancing and the emergency orders, uh, and and sort of you know the sort of slowdown and shutdown of the economic activities, uh, I think there's going to be some challenges experienced in these areas uh, to try to maintain that momentum. Of, of redevelopment uh, and uh, you know we're, we're working together internally to think through you know what some of those uh, things might look like uh, what the quote unquote new normal might be and how we can can adapt and, and hopefully not miss a beat when we do the economy back up again you know and I, I think that maybe extends a little bit to or maybe a lot to the other uh, types of things that local governments want to do in their comprehensive plans the types of growth they'd like to encourage uh, the types of housing that they'd like to have and challenges, and, and again, there's a lot that's unknown um, at this point. But I think those definitely are, are are challenges that that we need to be aware of. And and you know, to the extent that the state and its agencies can uh, be supportive, that's what we want to do and what we want to encourage uh, moving
1: forward.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, during this whole. Go ahead, Connie.
1: Sean, just to add one more thing, as I'm sitting here thinking, you say we could be casual that. But- One thing that I see this causing, uh, and and it goes to David's comments too, we have antiquated zoning ordinances all through the state. Everybody talks about it all the time. And we, I don't think we're building the housing type that people want. And I don't think the commercial, like David said, I think we're going to see a change in in how people um, actually do retail. So it's a challenge because most local jurisdictions do not want to touch their zoning ordinance because it caused a pandenium in their own site mm-hmm. so we have to try to figure out how to to get this new wave of ordinances out too yeah thank
0: you yeah. oh yeah sure the, um, you know the thing that I, I've been thinking there's so there's so much that's unknown and how you know things are going to play out on a number <laughs> of levels related to this current crisis but um, I think one focus area that is that is not going to go away is on, on the public health Side of things, and I know that that's something that you both have been much more focused about. And I think nationally, um, you know, planners and the American Planning Association has been more and more focused on public health and the connection between um, planning and public health. So I don't know if you either of you have anything to add to that, but um, you know, it's another area to think about. I think.
1: I think it's. I think it's great that you brought that up. We stopped talking about zoning which I just mentioned probably 10 years ago, David, didn't we? Or at least uh, uh, yeah. we started calling it Healthy Communities because it hits home. Everything goes back to how it relates to our own families and our own health and where you work and, and the options you have. And I'm proud to say the Office of State Planning, We, I, can, I think, like you say, we have been on the forefront of it. And I'll turn it over to David because... I've served on several committees, but David's served on several too, so he can probably give you some highlights.
2: Yeah, and I'll just, uh, you know, as Connie mentioned, for over 10 years now, we have really focused on, on planning for healthy communities, and there's a lot of different, um, you know, components of that uh, as, um, you know, in relation to planning in the built environment, we often hear about people having access to healthy foods, uh, that's pretty pretty important uh, right now and I've actually I'm actually a uh, chair of a committee with the Department of Agriculture for the farmer Food Policy Council that uh, I'm having a call later today with the Secretary of Agriculture talking about you know our our, our food system and the supply chains and we're hearing uh, from our council members uh, that include the food bank and the schools and the and the farmers markets. Uh, there's been just a lot of disruptions here in this you know, recent time, you know, what can we do, uh, you know, in Delaware to really help people get access to the, the healthy foods that they need or even food, uh, that, that they need. Uh, we've hear hear a lot about, uh, you know, in, in healthy community planning about parks and recreation and, and bicycling and sidewalks and things like that. Well, you know, I don't know if anything is more important right now than being able to get outside and take a walk Absolutely, uh, and, yeah. and the local park. So you can, can really just get your exercise and, and be out in nature and, you know, how many people in Delaware don't have the opportunity to have a sidewalk or a park nearby. Um, you know, we hear, hear a lot about uh, schools and things like this. So we're working on all that. And I think uh, it's important to note that uh, prior to this uh, situation with the COVID virus, uh, a lot of things had come together. And there's a group called Healthy Communities Delaware, and that's a partnership with with the Delaware Community Foundation and the Division of Public Health and the University of Delaware Partnership for Healthy Communities. And uh, I, I sit on that, uh, that board as well, and, and we had really been uh, gearing up to focus on some, some really high uh, – some, some census tracts and some zip codes that had some very high high health disparities and really some poor, poor health outcomes. So we know there's areas of our community, areas of our state – that have more challenges than others, uh, and and that that needs uh, a, a whole holistic approach to to addressing the health needs and the economic and social needs in those communities. And I think if you if you follow the news and if you follow the recent discussions about what's happening in Sussex County uh, in terms of the COVID cases are going up and the challenges in those communities, uh, those were the types of, of challenges uh, overall that uh, we're going to need to look at moving forward. And again, this, uh, this situation may be highlighted those things, but they existed before and there's groups of, of people throughout the state looking at holistic solutions to those. And we're, we're a part of that and our local governments uh, are, are a part of it. And, and we're, we're closer than ever to really working together to try to address those needs.
0: Sure. Yeah. And I'll just mention that, um, I'll give a little shout out to Newcastle County and uh Denrec. There's a new trails, a couple of new trails right by my house uh, in the Newark area that we've been using that are just fantastic. And, um, there's a park nearby that we, we often walk to, to go to the playground. And as everybody knows, the playgrounds have been shut down, um, for good, good reason. But, uh, my girls are anxious to get back to the playground. So <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Anyway, do you have any other thoughts or comments on on anything we've discussed? Anything you'd like
1: to add? I don't think so, Sean. I think I think I think we've had it. Uh your your health comment really hits home. Uh Dorothy Morris and I were in Laurel uh, several months ago and they asked how in the world could they get a dentist in that area. So that's something we as planners don't always hear. So you're we're right on target. And I just hope that everybody that that kind of sees this understands that um, we feel in the Office of State Planning that planning hits every aspect of your life from where you live to your health to uh, your business to uh, your children. So we're trying to do the best job we can for the citizens of the state of Delaware.
0: Anything you'd like to add, Dane?
2: No, not not really other than just to thank you for inviting us and letting us share a little bit about our state strategies and the way state planning works uh, works with Delaware and its communities and uh, you know really maybe in closing, just a final thought would be you know this really this whole system really works because we have a great relationship with our local governments our counties and our municipalities. Uh, we see this as a collaboration. it's not top down it's bottom up and we meet in the middle and that's been built over Over many years, and it certainly didn't start out that way in the mid 1990s or 1999, the first draft of the state strategies. Uh, But it's 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 uh, it's it's much better today, and you know, really, uh, Connie has been a big part of that since she started in 2001. And I'm just just glad to be a part of her team and uh, and be able to work with this very important uh, uh, issue and throughout the state of Delaware. So thanks for having us.
0: Thank you both very much. It's been great to have you. uh, very glad we could have you on um, and uh, highlight uh, some of your work and state strategies, especially. So, thank you both very much. Long Just
1: one show. shout out to you all. I I, <laughs> I should have said this, and I have it in my notes because I mean it sincerely. I think most people don't realize we were almost a million people, the office of state planning is six people at this moment. If we did not have the University of Delaware and your expertise. And the IPA behind us, um, it would be a task that I feel that I could not do anywhere near as well as we do. So it's not a commercial just because you have us on today. Uh, David can vouch for it. Uh, We would be absolutely lost without the University of Delaware and the knowledge the APA um, brings to the table for us. And we sincerely appreciate your partnership.
0: Well, thank you very much. Thank you. If you'd like more information on the Office of State Planning Coordination, please visit stateplanning.delaware.gov. And for more information on state strategies, please visit strategies.stateplanning.delaware.gov. That's all we have for this episode. I'm Sean O'Neill from the University of Delaware IPA. And to learn more about IPA, you can visit us at bidenschool.udel.edu backslash IPA. Thanks again.